today's scripture reading is from 2 Corinthians verse 5, um, chapter 5, verses 14 through 20. In addition to your own Bible, you can find it on page 825 in your worship Bible. Please follow along as I read. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. all, therefore all have died, and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him, regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling to the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. This is the word of God. Thank you, Cheryl. I wonder if you remember this television show. A man walks into a store and picks up a small manila envelope. He walks away and he goes into the restroom or something. He opens up the envelope. Inside of it are pictures. And he puts the tape into a tape player. And immediately, as he begins to look through these pictures, he hears these words. Good morning, Mr. Phelps. The man you are looking at is, your mission, should you decide to accept it, is, remember that? Where's it from? <laughs> of course you know that Mission Impossible. I'm talking about the television show, which ran from 1966 until 1973, 171 episodes. How many will admit to me that you liked that show? Yeah. Yeah, and because this is the crowd we're talking about, some of you will even admit to me, it was, the, it was better than the movies, right? Well, I don't know. The movies are different. The newer movies with Tom Cruise are different. I think Peter Graves was the star of the original show, and they were very uh, strategic, tactical, kind of think along with it, what's going on, whereas the movies are a little bit more action-oriented. Lots of exciting things happen. But the, I remember particularly, and I've not seen the new, the, the new uh, uh, Mission Impossible movie, but I couldn't help but think of it today. I loved that show as I, was, uh, uh, as I was listening to it. It always ended with, as always, should you or any of your I am force be caught or killed, the secretary will dis- disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs> Good luck, Jim. Or Dan, whatever. Bum, 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 bum. Um, I was waiting for some. I knew someone would do that. Yeah, yeah, great music. It was just a great. Uh, it was a mystery involved, and usually it involved some kind of of deception. Someone from the Impossible Mission Force would perform some kind of a mission, usually involving world leaders or rogue figures, or sometimes the mob or the underworld or or the syndicate. <laughs> So that it would be called. And in most cases, the object of the mission was to eliminate the target by means of deception or by an elaborate ruse to convince uh, the target that he is at another location or to recover a valuable 
item fall into the wrong hands or, or something like that. There's generally a ruse about it, an undercover operation, and he gathers this group together, picking out always seemingly the same people to be part of his crew, right? Sometimes it, uh, and the ultimate result of the mission was usually that the target was disgraced among his associates or, or there was a secretly taped confession of the target or he was shot by something like that. We never really know. And at the end of it, they would, at the, at the show would end, it was always cool because the team would stealthily leave the area and no one would know that they'd infiltrated there. It was a great story. Impossible, mission impossible. Well, this morning we're talking about the third of our three primary priorities as a church, the idea of mission, gospel, community, mission. And there's something exciting about having a mission, something important to do, something uh, uh, maybe even uh, stealthy to do, some secret thing to be doing. And in many ways, the gospel message is an undercover mission of bringing truth in a world filled with error. Do you see that? It's a, it's a way of bringing about something new into the world. And so we want to talk today on the third of our three priorities, the mission that we have and what it is that we need to be, uh, that we should be doing as people of mission. Remember, if you remember from our study from the beginning, we're taking a look at our statement as a church. It's written on the back of your program as living witnesses of God's new creation in Christ Jesus. Ecclesia is a community of faith, love, and hope. We're called to faith in the gospel of Jesus, gathered in love as the community of Jesus. And bum, 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 sent with hope on the mission of Jesus. Ultimately, God didn't call us just to save us, though of course He wants to do that. He didn't call us just to give us good friends to enjoy. He called us and gathered us so that He could what? Send us into the world as undercover operatives for His mission. We look like everybody else, but we have a, well, most of us do, but we have a secret agenda. We have something important. We understand, that we understand the truth about how life should be lived, and, and everybody will be better off if they listen to this message, if they let their lives be changed by this message. Now, I don't want to carry this metaphor any further than I've already dragged it out, but it's an important thing for us to realize. And so we're going to talk about this uh, under the basic idea, well, what is the nature of our mission and what is our responsibility in it? Or let's say, let's take the, the last statement of what, they, what he says, your mission, should you choose to accept it? Let's ask two questions. What is our mission and will I choose to accept it? Okay? What is our mission? Well, I had Cheryl read for you a representative passage. I mean, we could talk about uh, this idea from many passages of Scripture. And the irony of it is that the word mission is almost never in the Bible. In fact, it's in there four times in the whole English standard version of the Bible, and none of them have anything to do with the mission of God. <laughs> and yet, the whole Bible is about mission. The whole story is a mission story. It's all the way through it. And so let's talk about this idea of our mission, and we're going to say five things about our mission. Number one, the mission of our mission is the mission of God. Now, you think that was a typographical error, don't you? The mission of our mission is the mission of God. In other words, our mission is to carry out God's mission. It's not your mission. 
It's his mission. And God has been on a mission to rescue the world right since, ever since the day the man and woman ate of the fruit and put a barrier between themselves and God. The whole Bible story is a mission story. But the one on a mission is God. And so when we're called to be part of a mission, we're called to be partners with what God is doing. It's what some have called with the Latin terms the missio dei, the mission of God. The word, uh, the, the word that God is trying to bring together what has been broken. Remember when the Bible, the Bible opens up, it, create, it develop, tells us first a story of beauty and then a story of brokenness. And then the bulk of the story is a story of rescue, or the Bible word would perhaps be reconciliation. And ultimately, there will be the final episode, the final act, which is this ultimate renewal, which began with the, uh, the resurrection and is completed at the return of Jesus Christ, where he will ultimately set up a new heaven and earth. So the mission of our mission is to partner with God in his mission. In fact, that's part of what we're trying to discover for ourselves is that God is an agenda for the world, and we fit within that. This is what the Apostle Paul is saying in the 18th to the 20th verses of this text. All this, he says, is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gives us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself uh, uh, and not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. The message is that God is reconciling the world to himself, given to us the, uh, the, the message of reconciliation. Sorry, my tongue gets a little tangled in the middle of that. Verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you. On behalf of Christ, reconciled to God. The whole Bible story is a story of reconciliation. The mission that God is on is a mission of reconciliation. Why? Well, as I said, Genesis 1 and 2, God creates a beautiful world. It's a, it's a world typified by beauty and harmony. Harmony exists between humanity and God. God walks with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Harmony exists between Adam and Eve. You know, they are both naked and unashamed. There is unity, intimacy, openness, lack of agenda, lack of selfishness. They're open, harmonized. Harmony exists between Adam and Eve and all of creation. And they're given this beautiful uh, task to be fruitful and to multiply and to cultivate the ground. Cultivate doesn't just mean dig in the ground. The word for cultivate is the word for culture. And so we're called, we're called to build a beautiful culture, a beautiful environment with the raw materials that God had put on this earth in order so that creation and humanity could flourish under the lordship and the love of God. That was the beauty of creation. But very soon in Genesis 3, you remember that beauty was broken by human rebellion. That Adam and Eve in the garden decided that though God had given them everything to enjoy, God could not be trusted and that they could make a better choice for life than what had been given to them. 
And so they turned their backs on God. And the immediate result of that was brokenness, disunity, dissonance. Man ran from God. Man blamed women. Woman blamed the snake. Everybody's blaming somebody. Man and woman begin now to have to toil in the garden without the fruitfulness, but rather as uh, and the garden, the land itself becomes even cursed. So that when humanity goes to build culture, they don't build it under God's lordship, but without God. And so we have a mess until ultimately God decides in Genesis chapter 12 that he will now then begin the process of reconciliation. He starts with Adam, whom he calls in Genesis 12. He says, come, call, and I will make you into a great nation, and through you all families of the earth will be blessed. God's plan was global from the very start. And then ultimately, through Abram came a people with whom he made a covenant, to whom he wanted to give blessings so that all the world would be drawn to God. But ultimately, even from the beginning, they were unfaithful to that covenant. They distrusted God. They refused God's reconciliation. And ultimately, they went into exile, were brought back as a remnant, until ultimately, in the book of Isaiah and other books, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, God talks about the fact that he will set up a new covenant where he will not write the law on book, on, on, on stone, but write it in their hearts so that humans would know God and the people would, would be able to follow God's rule from the inside out. And in Isaiah, he spoke about his own special representative who would carry out that. And so ultimately we see when Matthew opens that there is a child born in Bethlehem who is a special blessing of God who ultimately is God with us, Emmanuel who comes as the final faithful Israelite and then takes in himself all the curse of that, uh, of that alienation that existed on humanity's part against God and suffers in himself that death, but is not conquered by it, but instead conquers it through his resurrection so that reconciliation now has been achieved through the cross and then ultimately the resurrection of Jesus. So then now we can say, God can say to us, I will reconcile you. Will you be for me a reconciling influence so that humanity once again has access to God through his Holy Spirit, has freedom and, 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 and forgiveness and love and intimacy with one another and begins now to build culture according to a way which is fruitful and blesses all of creation, doesn't take advantage of it. This is the ministry of reconciliation, the mission of reconciliation. That is God's mission, and our mission is that mission. Our mission, the mission of our mission is the mission of God. Be people who say this is the true story of the world. It's not about who gets elected next time. It's not about what policies get made. It's not about which government wins. It's not about which television show survivor survives. <laughs> it's not about which team, as much as I hate to say this, goes to the World Series, you know, or that other sport where young men get abused all fall, you know, and die at the age of 40. I forget what it's called, but I know Paul likes it, so I'll mention it. Uh, I, I, I'm teasing you about it. I actually played football in high school. So, uh, but still, uh, uh, a little safer uh, to play baseball, I would say. In any case, reconciliation, those things are so much less important than what God is doing. But you see, what God wants to do is to remake culture so that when we play football, 
We play it for God's glory. When we sell homes, we do it for God's glory. When we make friendships with people, we do it as agents of reconciliation. Bum, 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 right? That's what's going on. That's the mission of God. That's why this church is here, not to build some great building or do some great thing or make something just for you and for me, but rather to be a part of what God is doing. That's the mission of our mission. Number two, the message of our mission is the new creation of God. The message of our mission is the new creation of God. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All has passed away. All has become new. We are made new. Jesus was the first one to receive the full resurrection life. But now that he's received it, and he goes into the heavens, what does he do? He rules from heaven, and he gives his spirit to those who respond in faith to him, and they receive the first fruits, the deposit, the guaranteeing their own participation in the mission of God. They are now a new creation. You know, when you follow, respond to Jesus, you became a new person. The old was gone. The new was there. God is renewing us through his new creation. That's our message, that there is new life. There is forgiveness. There is hope for the future. There is forgiveness for the past. There is purpose for the present. There is new creation, reconciliation. That's the message of our mission. Number three, the basis of a mission. Well, it's one thing to promise that you can be made new creation. What is the basis for a mission? What kind of crazy idea is it that you can be made new from the inside out? The basis of our mission, and that's the next slide on the thing, is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Look at, look at verse, what, what I have there, uh, verse 15. I'm going to start with 14. The love of Christ controls us because we once... Uh, we have concluded that he died one for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. The resurrection of Jesus is the basis of our message. I'm sorry I didn't start the word with the letter M. I just couldn't think of a letter M for it. It's the basis of, of our message. It's the truth that we proclaim. In Jesus, the resurrection of the dead tells us that we have been reconciled with God and that we are made new through His Holy Spirit. That's a beautiful message. How many of us get tired of life the way that it is? We only want to be made new. Jesus makes us new. Number four, the method of our mission. What's the method of our mission? The method of our mission is the ecclesia of God. The church is how God is spreading his news throughout the world. In verse 20, he says, therefore, he says, we, he does not use the word ecclesia. I put that in there, but it's the people of God, right? I could have said people of God, but you know what the word ecclesia means, right? The called gathered ones, that's who we are. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his, his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. How does God's mission get spread throughout the world? It doesn't get spread just through individual Christians. It, it gets spread through individual church families. The apostle Paul would go to one. In fact, I, 
I really wanted you to look at some of Romans 16, uh, 15 and 16, but I just left it out because I already knew I'd be running out of time this morning. But the Apostle Paul is writing to the Roman believers, and he's talking about the fact that he's going to come to them, and he wants to go to Spain. And he, and he basically says, I've already finished all the work. I've already done everything that can be done here. And we think, what? What had he done? Yeah, he had some churches, but it's like there's no more room for me here because I only go where no man has gone before. Right? That's where he goes. Now, they hadn't converted the whole eastern seaboard, but they had church-planted communities all the way through there. I keep asking whether God wants there to be a church in Wickenburg like this or a church in New River like this. What about the church at the Roadrunner? They're a, bu- they're a buffalo chip type of place. Wouldn't it be great for there to be communities all around the area? I mean, no one else is doing what we're doing, right? Why not? You know, you know it's one thing to be alive, but it's even better to have a child. Right? We're alive. Someday we need to have some children. Right? I don't know when that'll be. I get excited about that. The ecclesia of God, we're ambassadors for God. In fact, I used to talk to the Chaparral ice cream shop there in Wickenburg. And uh, the lady who owns that is a Christian. And I said to her, you know, we have church at the chip over here. Maybe we should have church at the shop over there. <laughs> you know, in their ice cream shop. She said, we'll have to talk about that. The method of our mission is the church of God. And the motive of our mission, number five, is the love of God. The love of God. For the love of God constrains us. For the love, actually, the love of Christ, it says here, the love of the Messiah controls us. We don't share this message because we're angry at everybody. We do it because there's a message of love in it. God's love for us challenges us to love others. That's our mission. Our mission is the mission of the mission of God, and that's reconciliation. Our, the message of our mission is the new creation of God, the key word, new creation. The basis of our mission is the resurrection of God, the resurrection of Jesus. The method of our mission is the ecclesia of God, and they are to become ambassadors And the motive of our mission is the love of God. Our mission, should we choose to accept it? That's the second part. Your mission, should you choose to accept it? What does that mean? Number one, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. The Bible teaches us that until until we respond in faith to Jesus, we are not reconciled to God. God has done everything necessary to reconcile us to himself. Ours is simply to respond in faith. If you've not responded in faith, I'm glad you're here. But don't just think that by being here, it gets you reconciled with God. If you sang the songs, I'm glad you sang the songs. If you read your Bible, I'm glad you read the Bible. If you want to live a better life, I'm I'm glad you want to live a better life. But the gospel message is that we need to respond in faith to Jesus Christ, that God has done what is necessary, and we respond in faith to him. That's why the apostle Paul says, I implore you on behalf of the Messiah, be reconciled to God. God has already reconciled himself to you because of what Jesus has done. You can either stand and look back or turn and accept. Be reconciled to God. And then number two, 
Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to be an ambassador for Christ. To be an ambassador for Christ. Just as the Apostle Paul had been an ambassador for Christ, so too we are to be ambassadors for Jesus. We are to live like the new creation that we are. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. That means living like new creation at home and at work, everywhere you are. And that also means you ought to, number two, join the new creation team. Are you on the new creation team? That's what we're about. It's not about us. It's about the mission of God. But God has put us here in this place. So I'm excited about the opportunities we have over the course of this next year to be living witnesses of God's new creation in Christ Jesus by becoming a community of faith and of love and of hope. Learning what it means to be called to faith in the gospel of Christ, gathered in love as the community of Christ and sent with hope on the mission of Christ. Are you ready to do that? You know, at the end of the Mission Impossible story, there was always this statement that says something to the effect that should any of you be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. Well, fortunately, in that movie, nobody ever dies, right? Or all the right people die. But in the story, the gospel, someone did die. His name was Jesus. He gave his life so that you and I could receive New life. Be reconciled to God. Respond to Him in faith and join the new creation team. It's something worth giving your life to. Let's pray as we close. Father, thank you so much for not leaving us in our alienated condition. For taking upon yourself that shame and that pain and that evil. For dying for us and being raised for us. Thank you for the privilege of being your people. Help us to be part of the new creation team. In Jesus' name.